got a real good feeling. You're listening to the Coffee and Crypto Podcast with Crypto Jeb, bringing you the best and most updated news about cryptocurrency. Tune in every morning at 9.30 a.m. Eastern to watch this podcast live on our YouTube channel. Good morning, everybody, and welcome back to Coffee and Crypto Live, the greatest show on all of YouTube, not just the crypto space. I'm so excited to be here today. This is going to be a great show. Uh, In case you guys didn't know, we had a lot of things come out today. We're not going to use this show, though, to talk a lot about the CPI numbers. We are aware of them, just in case you guys didn't know. They ended up coming out about 7.9%, but rather today's going to be pretty special because we have a guest host, Crypto Vet, who's going to be coming on to talk about XRP. And the reason why is because even though right this second CPI numbers are really big, we're going to shoot an afternoon video all about that. What a lot of people are worried about, and I think we even see that kind of emotional swing happening in the price action on Bitcoin, is even though we had bullish news coming out with that crypto uh, executive order just issued by the White House, what is the future centralization and censorship of crypto going to look like? And potentially, could XRP, despite the fact that it's going through a lawsuit as of right now, could it be the future solution to make sure that every single crypto holder has security in their finances and can exchange and exchange their money quite easily. So I'm super excited. I'm joined, before I introduce uh, Harry, uh, I'm joined by Smay, our technical director. How are you doing this morning, Smay? I'm doing good. I have I have blemishes on my face and I'm very oh, not wow. happy about it. But I would like to uh, uh, shout out some green names today. I got CryptoSec guy, we got Mike Markle, we got the Bitcoinologist, we got Crypto Alchemist, we got uh, Stony McGuire, we got Elliot Locke, we got Agent Gold, oh, we got uh, here, here, Why You Loud, wow, a lot of people talking back and forth, here we go, we got Sultan of Salt, we got, uh, here we go, here we go, uh, Christopher, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, Dennis, Dennis by Zarka, Grand Roofing Incorporated, so many green names, Jojo, Siobhan Golay, uh, let's see here, Ricardo Vinegas, oh, there's just so many of you guys. I'm, Lucas, oh my gosh, there's so many. There's so many. I love you guys. You guys are the best. Uh, thank you. Boom. Well, like I said, I'm also joined by Harry, also known as Crypto Vet. Harry, how are you doing this morning? I'm doing absolutely wonderful. Thank you so much for having me back. Yeah, it's, it's a little early for me, but you know I can wake up for this. Yeah. So you're in Texas. What time? So it's an hour behind. So you're at nine, or eight thirty right now, right? 8.30, that's early for me. Yeah, so. that's true, that's true. Like I said, you know, Smay and I had, had, we had been consistent about getting up no. before. I don't, I think that trend might change. I think, you know, we're, today we're talking about going after work. I, I had a, look, look, look. So we might not it's have It's been a, a bad sleeping past. week for me, so I'm like, I don't that's know true. if four, the 4 a.m. gym is working out for me right now. That's true. Well, before we jump into what our show is about today, I do want to just let everyone know, again, as you guys saw in the title, today we'll be focused on XRP. That doesn't mean we're not talking about Bitcoin. We're going to start off with Bitcoin TA. We're going to go through just just like normal, but instead of talking news and headlines, we are going to camp out because uh, that that concept of what are we going to do about the future of regulation and centralization is really big. And I just want to let you guys know, I used to be one of the XRP haters. For anyone in chat who is watching, first of all, thank you for being here, even though you probably did looked at that title and said, oh, XRP, blah. You know, I used to be in that camp. And I've come around actually in, with my education to be like, no, actually, XRP is a quality, quality project. The hesitancy for me, obviously, is the current lawsuit going on. And now we've even heard that that could drag out as far as potentially August or November of this year. However, with everything coming out, I did feel we put out a poll even on Twitter, on Crypto Jeb's Twitter, asking you guys what you guys wanted to hear from Harry. And this was overwhelmingly the top voted issue. It was one I voted for as well, because I am very interested, despite the fact that I think these regulations 
revelations coming will be bullish for the price action of Bitcoin. A lot of you, if your account were to ever be closed down, whether your exchange is on Coinbase, Binance, whatever it was, if it's closed down and if you are censored, you know, now you've lost a lot of money. So we really want to help you guys understand there are options out there to continue to protect yourself. And that's why this, this, this title, this show is all around that. But before we jump into TA on Bitcoin and before we get into the issue of regulation, how XRP might help, let's go ahead and just look at the market and see what is happening right now. Jumping over to coin market cap. Now, I said we're going to jump over to my cap first. I'm actually going to go back over to the the charts real quick on the five minute chart. I don't I don't use the five minute chart that often. I just thought it was really interesting this morning because if you guys were watching along uh, the charts this morning, you would have seen while we were hovering down here in the lower thirty nine thousands, we had a candle go skyrocket a thousand dollars up over forty thousand, hitting all the way closer to forty thousand three hundred. So there was that question of oh my gosh, like is it going to recover right here? And then within the next five minutes. Again, this is the five minute chart. The next five minutes, it not only crashed all the way back down, so we fluctuated up a thousand and dropped a thousand. The five minutes that followed that, we went down almost another thousand, dropping lower down to the lower 38,000s. So we had a lot of volatility happening this morning, uh, but let's see what's happening in the rest of the space. Going back over to coin market cap, Bitcoin in the last 24 hours is down 7%, which that's not that crazy because when we looked at the, the case yesterday, we were up almost 10% in the last uh, 24 hours. So now, I guess, one of those things what goes up and doesn't have the strong fundamentals to show that why it should be there ends up coming back down in the last seven days it is down 10 percent but again i wouldn't worry too much about this because right now bitcoin just seems to be in a trading channel a trading zone if anything it's actually a bullish one because it's an ascending triangle but we'll talk more about that in the ta ethereum kind of lagging a little bit behind bitcoin so yesterday it didn't rise as high as bitcoin but in the same breath now it only shrunk five percent today so again lagging a little bit behind but it is down 11 percent in the last seven days. Other coins that we're looking at that we love to follow. Luna is down 2%, almost 3% of the day, but still up almost 2% in the last seven days. Cardano, similar to Ethereum, didn't have as big of a drop this morning as Bitcoin, only down 5%, but in the last seven days is down a total of 14%. Other projects like Solana, kind of similar numbers uh, to Cardano. Avalanche down 7%, sticking a little closer to Bitcoin. Let's look at what our top movers in the last 24 hours are, both winners and losers. So Icon ICX is the biggest gainer in the last 24 hours, up 34%. OMG Network also up almost 16%, but after that it starts to dwindle. There weren't a lot of coins within the last 24 hours that had big jumps. On the other hand, though, we had a lot of coins in this 12, you know, 9, 10, 10% region of dropping. Monero is one of them. I do believe Monero was one of the bigger gainers the other day, so that makes a lot of sense that it's also now one of the bigger losers. What I thought was really interesting, Waves obviously was not in the biggest gainers today. It's only up, but it is still up point uh, one percent or 0.11 percent uh in the last 24 hours but in the last seven days it is the top mover still waves 42.72 percent biggest losers in the last seven days 34 percent go belongs to phantom now phantom is a project that our team likes but it has not been a great week for that project whatsoever harry i'm interested to know uh because you haven't been here with us this week you joined us last friday what are your thoughts about what you've seen happening this week in the crypto market with all the different price moves I think right now, mostly it's still coming back down to fear, uncertainty and doubt. Everybody is uh, is very 
curious and wanting to know what this is going to happen in Ukraine and Russia and other geopolitical outcomes. So right now, trying to invest money, it, it's it's hard, right? Yeah. Because if you don't know what's going to happen next month, you don't really know if you should put your money into what right now is just a virtual currency. A lot of them don't have the utility we we're expecting yet. So um, it, this range that we're having is all exactly happening emotional to what we see with the news. We saw CPI coming out, even though a yeah. hedge against inflation. So the mixed data going back and forth, back and forth is causing people to reactively sell and buy here. And, you know, in the end, we don't know if it's going to keep going down or up. We think up if long as the, you know, the world kind of settles down a little bit, but we still don't know. And I think that is all being expressed on the charts right now. Yeah, no, there's actually, even though I told you guys on this stream, we're not going to talk a whole lot of in-depth analysis on CPI numbers. We're going to say that for the afternoon. There were some things, actually, Harry sent this over to me this morning. I was looking at that was really interesting because even though this is a crypto channel, we are all humans. We have to live in this world. So here's actually a list right here, if you're going on my screen, Smay, of all the different numbers we've seen individually. So as a whole, all the items together, right now, we had an inflation rate come out at 7.9%. But what was really interesting is looking at the specifics of what we've seen. For example, energy commodities, up a total of 25.6. Other big ones, such as gasoline, up 37. But oil and fuel oil as a whole, up 43%. Another thing that I thought was really interesting, because this was part of me, is you know part of my life this last year, is my wife and I both sold a used car and bought a new car. And we found, you know, when we were going to sell it, we purposely put it at a high number. We didn't think we were going to get for it. And it sold like that. And of course, when we went to go buy a new vehicle, we we had to look at the account and be like, okay, you know, a little, little higher than what we thought that should have been worth. But you guys can see in the last year, we've had an increase in 41.2% on used vehicles. So, you know, if you have a vehicle just sitting around that you don't need, might not be a bad time to go ahead and sell that bad boy and make some cash. If you need it, though, just know anything you sell, you also got to spend that much to buy a new one. But with that being said, we're going to jump onto the charts and go ahead and jump into Bitcoin TA. Because like I said, we started with that five minute chart, a lot of chaos, a lot of volatility happening there. But we're going to go ahead and zoom out and look at what we should be seeing uh, in a bigger time frame, starting with the four hourly chart. Now, we talked about this yesterday. We've talked about this last couple of days. Nothing's really changed. Uh, you know, it, it, even though there's a lot of movement and every, even though people want to look at things happening and say, guys, we're going bullish, it's about to break, and then something happens, people are like, oh, Bitcoin's dropping out. We got to stop. We got to back up. I'll even go out to the daily chart, back up just even more. What are we doing right now? We are continuing to set higher lows and flat tops. Now, we didn't get all the way back up to 44,000 right here. That's okay. But as we said before, we have one, two, three, four little stops, little places of resistance right here in this zone of around $44,500. But our bottoms keep getting higher and higher and higher. And even right now where we sit, we have not broken below and closed candles below this ascending level of support. So as it stands right now, From a technical standpoint, we are still in an ascending triangle, which again, seven out of the 10 times, ends up breaking in bullish direction. Now, here's the thing about technical analysis. We haven't talked about this here in a little bit. I want everyone to know, we are under, you know, this team is under no delusion that technical analysis is the be all end all and that the price follows everything technical analysis says. No, technical analysis is a tool. It's a psychological measurement that people can watch and and it's just been found and proven over and over again that more often than not, these psychological levels and this tool 
tool of technical analysis helps you add and is actually pretty helpful in making you make good predictions on where the price is going. That doesn't mean that it's perfect. And if you turn your brain off to what's happening in the news and how we are responding to it and what's happening with fundamentals and all you do is follow technical analysis, you're going to be disappointed. And the reason why is, you know, I don't even need to show you guys all of these. If you've been watching the show, how many times have we seen a head and shoulders pattern or an inverse head and shoulders pattern or a certain type of triangle, like a symmetrical triangle, and they play out the wrong directions. What that has to do with is the tool helps us get a psychological bearing, but we still have to follow what the news is doing, what the fundamentals are doing, and try to make observations based off of that. So if you guys have been watching, you'll see me kind of say, all right, guys, here's what I'm seeing. Here's the technical charts, but this is what I'm considering the, the price action is going to do is that I'm showing you price analysis, not just technical analysis, but price analysis, which takes into account the psychology of the charts, the news and how it breaks, the concept of, you know, I've told you before, you have to understand what type of what timeline you're in. We have seen heavy manipulation happen over the last couple months. And what I mean by that is, you know, every single time we start to like and look bullish on the charts, we see some sort of article comes in that's trying to FOMO people and says, guys, it's time to buy, followed by a harsh crash. Then we get down to a bottom and we see a lot of FUD articles come out and encouraging people, guys, you know, right here, even though we're hovering around $35,000, Bitcoin's about to crash at $20,000. Well, guess what? As soon as that happens, the price starts to rally. We are in a season of a lot of manipulations. And I guarantee you, look at these dates. You don't see a lot of FOMO articles, FUD articles, FOMO articles, FUD articles, FOMO articles, FUD articles. And that is the manipulation of the market. So it's not good enough just to look at technical analysis, but do price analysis, which incorporates news, fundamentals, and the technicals. But as it stands right now, the technicals are still solid in an ascending triangle. And if they play out, they're going to be bullish. It just might take a little bit of time. Let's look at some more specifics going into our RSI and, and looking at what's happening there. Now, on the four hourly chart, not a lot has changed RSI wise. You know, we're still, we're actually moving along with the price action as it stands at this moment. What do I mean by that? Is that this peak is obviously higher than this peak. Well, it's the same on the RSI, same. This bottom's obviously lower than this bottom, and it's the same on the RSI. Now, the hourly chart on the RSI is where I'm starting to see some bullish RSI divergence, which doesn't mean necessarily that we're going to rally, but when you take things all into perspective, there is a potential. We might see uh, our price come down maybe as low as the $37,700 region, but we are setting up bullish RSI divergence where this bottom right here on the RSI is lower than these bottoms over here, despite the fact that the price is a different level. So I'll draw the lines for you guys right there. Down tick in RSI, up tick in price action. That is bullish RSI divergence, but let's see how that finishes. Let's see how that closes because, again, right now we need to see this area close candles before we confirm. You know, there was a question with this little spike I just talked about a little bit ago on those five minutes, there was the question, hey, is that it? Like, is that the reversal? Is that the bull trend coming and the bull R side, the bullish R side divergence sending a reversal? And the fact that we closed right back where we started, if you guys are looking, we actually closed lower, starting right here, went all the way up and closed lower. Was the confirmation, nope, it's not time to go yet. We still need to see where these candles are going on, uh, on the charts. Now, not just wanting to look at RSI, we want to look at the MACD, and that's something I have not shown you guys all of a bunch because a lot of times it's it's a lagging indicator. On the hourly chart, the other reason why I believe we potentially could see at least a staggering is the MACD is starting to converge back bullish. You've seen that we were bullish the other day, yesterday crossed bearish, and then are now starting to head back that way. The reason why is because we're on the hourly chart. And I love the hourly chart to let me know over the next couple of hours what's going to happen, potentially even the rest of the day. But 
hourly chart uh, technicals and, and indicators can be outdated within a matter of literally three to four hours. So as it stands right now, Bitcoin does look to be having a rally. We see the line of support right here. We see the, le the flat level support and we have bullish RSI divergence. But when I move out to the four hourly chart, it starts to get a little bit more confusing. This is one of the ugliest MACD charts I have ever seen here on the four hourly chart. And just look at the sporadic nature of it. This is to me communicating a lot of indecision in the market. What we had, of course, yesterday we broke bullish, but now we have literally just crossed bearish on the MACD. Again, lagging indicator, but we have to acknowledge that potentially what we might see within the next couple hours, again, using the hourly chart, is a reversal or at least flattening out. On the four hourly chart, which is a better predictor of 24 to 72 hours, we might not be done with this little correction just yet. Uh, on the daily chart, moving even farther out, we're going to see that we're kind of in a place of a lot of indecision. Again, actually moving more sideways. We had a fake out where, and I'll make it larger for you guys, we had a fake out where it looked like we were going to cross bullish and of course rejected right at that cross. So daily chart MACD is not really helping me out that much. I want to go and look at a couple other indicators. We're going to start with the Bollinger Bands and I, the TD sequential I checked earlier. I'm not going to pull that up because there's really not a lot happening there. But the daily chart, we're kind of sitting right dab smack in the middle. We broke through that 20 daily SMA, but now in, just as we broke through it, the next day we're now down below it. So best case, worst case scenario from Bollinger Bands, best case, we're going to rally up to the top, start hit our head on this level of resistance once again, around 44,000. Worst case scenario, we start to make that descent down towards 35,000. Let's keep an eye on that. Again, daily charts kind of give us a good picture of what might be happening over the next couple of weeks. Let's go down to the four hourly chart and see what's happening with the Bollinger Bands. In this case, again, we're back below the 20 daily. The bottom case scenario on four hourly, could we see in the next couple of days a $36,000 price or potentially start to rally back up again over 42? Same thing, hourly chart, what we could see the rest of the day. Worst case scenario, as we said, we're going to come down here and start testing the bottom of this, you know, the, or the top of this zone around 37.8. Or could we see a rally mount past that 20 hourly SMA and start to head back into the 42,000s? So right now, this is a spot. I'm looking at these technicals. There are bullish technicals. There are bearish technicals. So if all I was doing looking at technical analysis, I would be in a spot to say this is not a buy zone. This is not a sell zone. This is a zone with a lot of unknowns. We have to now bring into our thoughts what's happening with all of the news. And even the news right now is really confusing. So as a whole, right now I'm sitting in a spot where I'm saying, guys, the news is kind of confusing. The technicals are kind of confusing. The fundamentals of Bitcoin are the same. We're going to talk a little bit more about those here in a little bit because the fundamentals of Bitcoin kind of go out the window if your account gets blocked. But as it stands right now, there have been no major updates to the fundamentals, no major changes with with absolute certainty in the technicals, and the news is as confusing as ever. You know, I want to throw it to you, uh, Harry. What are your thoughts about what you're seeing? Because I know you also do technical analysis. You're paying attention to the news and price analysis. What are your thoughts? Is there any disagreement or any observations you would make that I didn't go over there? No, I mean, I, I think you pretty much, you know, hit the nail on the head. It, it really comes down to when you have all these conflicting deals, it's we're choppy and you can consider that just a non-trade zone, a spot where yeah. you don't really want to try any type of leverage trading, you know, maybe some swing trading. That's about it. Um, but in the end, I usually like to just call this manipulation because when you have so yeah. much stuff happening that's saying one way, but it's going the other, you know, it. It looks like a duck and quacks like a duck. It's probably a duck, right? Yeah. So when we look at what's going on in the conflict happening and this whole narrative and decentralization and then, you know, sanctions going, you know, everything that comes down with an executive order, you know, if I needed to tell my crew what to do something, that's an executive order from me. But I don't, you don't actually have to do something. You know, you can, I can just ask you to get a cup of coffee or do this task. And it's kind of like what Biden's doing now. Instead of actually going after crypto, he's asking for people to 
look into it. And now the money grab of every single agency is about to pop up on who gets to regulate crypto. So I feel like all the prices we see now are just a mirage, a facade for something bigger happening in the background, which I actually no idea what it could be. Um, but right now, these prices are making it very difficult to do any type of trading. And I know yeah. my my big uh, TA fans, people who like watching me trade, you know, I used to do like crypto face, I would put a lot of money and do some big trades. It's, it's too hard to do now. And I don't want to lose money. Absolutely. And that's that's kind of what I've been talking about for a while. And, and some people get frustrated with it. And unfortunately, I mean, you know, there is a temptation always just to say, I think people are going to want to hear this. So I'll say it. But it's like, no, I, I, I cannot in good conscience be an ultra bull right now or even a futter and be an ultra bear. Like, I, I don't think there's enough happening on the charts to say, guys, Bitcoin is done. We're going down to 20,000, maybe even 10,000. I've seen people say that. The fact is, even as I just talked about, there are technicals. There are technical indicators showing that we could go all the way to $10,000. Now, the reason why I don't think that's going to happen is, again, because technical analysis is not the be-all, end-all, but rather an amazing tool that if you understand what's happening in the news and you understand what's happening in the fundamentals and you understand understand what season you're in, like right now, manipulation, you understand that that's not the area we're going to go. So that's a technical indicator you're probably not going to use for heavy uh, use case. Now, using technical analysis and using news updates and using fundamental analysis, right now my zone is just the exact same. I told you guys nothing has changed. I am waiting for this price to either A, break bearish and end up having a daily close below 35,000, more than likely, again, seeing that we had a wick come down as 33,000, that's why I keep talking about that $33,000 number. It would make a lot of sense to close at that level and potentially even have a wick down to 31, if not 30, but then that would be the spring that would rally us into a bull market. It would also be the daily bullish RSI divergence we've been waiting on this whole time. The other level, option B, is that we don't go down to lower 30s. We play out this ascending triangle. We end up breaking and closing above 46,000. So that's going to be right around up here. I can go ahead and put a line for you guys, just so you guys are wondering how high that price would have to be on the charts. If we can close and get a love above that level, that is what we need to actually restart the bullish uh, trend. So again, we're going to analyze these markets day in and day out until that happens. But until we tell you guys, nothing has changed. The two prices a trader is looking for right now is below 35,000 or above 46,000. As far as DCAers and investors and people that want to get in, I believe that you keep the strategy you're currently going. I've seen people say, I'm going to buy every Friday. I've seen people buy every two Fridays. I say, I've seen them say, I'm going to buy this much Ethereum on Wednesdays, this much Bitcoin on Fridays, this much Cardano on these days. If that is your strategy, continue it because time in the market will beat timing the market. But traders, the art of trading is timing the market. And right now, I think there are some people who are doing a phenomenal job and they're probably very happy because this is still pretty good volatility. As you guys can see, we keep going. We, we, we've seen rallies as high as, uh, let's see, I'm going to show you right here. We've seen rallies that people bought low and entered a trade. They could have sold with a 38 to almost 40% uh, profit, sold right there, come back down. There's a lot of volatility in the market, which is great for a trader. The problem is, that this volatility is due to a lot of manipulation. And until we see more certainty in the market, but until we see these numbers either 35, below 35 or above 46 happen, 
there's not a lot of sure things that you could bet on. So in that case, as a trader, I'm sitting very squarely, as as Harry put it, in a no-fly zone, a no-trade zone. That's not even just our channel. I've been watching and lurking at other people's advice because I always want to grow and get better at what I do. Man, that is uh, I, some of the people I trust most in the crypto space trading are saying, guys, I'm shutting it down. I'm, I'm not buying right now and I'm not selling. I, there's a lot of unknowns happening right now. And we wish we had the answers. Don't just trust me. I mean, if you sat in our planning meetings and you sat in all our different discussions, we're sitting here like, man, we really want to help people make the right calls at the right times. And unfortunately, sometimes we're going to tell you guys to sit still. And then for all we know, the price is going to explode tomorrow. We can't control that. But what we can control is trying to give you the best information that we absolutely can to help educate you how to think for yourself. So if you're ready to enter a buy or you're ready to enter a sell, you go for it based off of your information. But please understand that if you're gonna say, well, I wanna deal with Tim or Jeb or anyone else, right now there's just so much uncertainty, we cannot in good conscience tell you to make a move, even if that move is about to happen. Uh, you know, with that being said, we're ending a little early. I wanna see, is there any super chats that came in? Uh, Nate, did you see any pop up while I was talking there? Mm-mm. Nope. Well, in chat, I'll, you can go on, I'll go off my screen. What do we see happening in chat right now? A lot of green names. In case anyone was wondering what those green names are, those are our members. Uh, we love you guys so much. I did see one super chat right here from Corey, but I'll, I'll finish with this. If you guys are wondering how they get those names, the green uh, names, I did actually have someone reach out to me yesterday. There's a join button right below the like, dislike, share buttons, right next to subscribe, right next to that bell. You can hit that join button, look around, uh, and join our membership group. It is an amazing community. Uh, but Corey did just say, I just know someone named CryptoVet has to be a fan of VeChain. What are your thoughts about VeChain, Harry? So uh, there's a couple different arguments on VeChain. Um, I'm a huge fan of VeChain as far as uh, what it does and supply chain as a whole. You know, uh, me being a veterinarian, um, I used to be a surgeon mostly. So controlled drugs were something that I had to handle a lot. And, you know, if those go missing or if anything happens, things like VeChain can help this on a large scale, especially in a hospital. And that's just one use case. You can also use it for tracking food and uh, surveillance of different diseases and vaccines. So uh, VeChain offers a blockchain solution that can be very, 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 very good for the world as a whole, utility-wise. Now you just get down to the other caveat is it's very much more centralized compared to other cryptos. And this is the argument that we get between everything is we can get the blockchains like Solana and Wax and Flow, which are very, very, very fast, um, way less energy, way more energy efficient than Bitcoin over a thousand times. And they're also proof of work but they're very centralized, right? We defeated the purpose of decentralization. So now, you know, overall, what, what are we trying to do with VeChain is, is good, but hmm. you know, now we, we, it's just the fight of what's too much decentral or too much centralization versus yeah. what is not enough. And where do we move forward? You know, and that's kind of what we get with the XRP case, what we're getting with these executive orders and everything that is, we're moving forward into the future. And, you know, it's, uh, this is still the beginning. So, you know, in, in the large macro scale, when anybody asks me right now, is it a good time to buy crypto? I have to ask them, well, where do you stand? If you're trying to make a million dollars in two weeks, probably not the best time to buy crypto. If you're here for the long-term perspective and you want this as an investment and you want to learn more about the tech and how you can fit into it, then I think any time is a good time to buy because you will hate selling it to pay your bills you will be like oh i gotta sell crypto now like i hate this so um that's kind of you know where i stand on v chain i think it's a great project i'm looking for the future on it but you know this decentralization fight is going to be the the point that everyone's going to go after yeah and you know I, I was reminded of something the other day i was reading uh i can't remember who i was reading and i, I would really love to give them credit 
So I'm so sorry. Uh, but they were reminding me, you know, we, we really love to talk about decentralization and that's where we want to go. But some projects were never meant to be decentralized. Some projects actually would probably struggle if they were decentralized. I think that I've sometimes in the past made the mistake of saying, oh, a project is decentralized or a project is not decentralized or centralized, decentralized good, centralized bad. And I think that that is potentially just a, a, a bad view to have. Now, if you look into something and it's centralization makes it pretty rough and makes it a controlling, manipulative market, yes, that's absolutely bad. But there are some projects out there that the centralization is actually needed for it to be a good product. In the same way, there's a lot of products out there in the normal market, like phones, computers, cars, that you kind of want those companies to be centralized. You're going you're gonna to want certain powers to have more of a say than others, and that's what actually helps it be effective to help people. Now, when it comes to currency coins, when it comes to things that actually help us uh, fight against mon monetary problems, those are the ones I definitely want to see be decentralized. But, uh, you know, that's, that's something I, I've, I've been trying to even correct myself. And if there's anyone out there that struggles with that, before we just label things evil, good, amazing, terrible, whatever you do, dig into it a little bit. Dig into what its purpose was, what it's trying to solve, what is the team that is controlling it, if it is centralized, and, and find out a little more before we just jump on good or bad trains. So we got a couple other super chats here. Uh, so sure enough, there was a couple here, just to get spread out. Crypto Alchemist, a member now for six months as a Gemini, I said, Tim, you've been killing it this week, and I'm really impressed with your improvement in such a short time. Want to take this time to wish my youngest baby a happy first birthday. I love you, Zoe. Happy birthday, Zoe. Man, I, uh, you know, Taylor and I, are definitely just you guys know in that camp where we are uh we're looking at the future and saying we have kids so crypto alchemist uh happy birthday to your child thank you for the feedback you know that that i i i i try to stay humble as much as i can i i want to consistently become better i'm very aware i've gotten better but just so you guys know i am nowhere close to where i want to be end term i want to as i just said a couple of minutes ago every single day come here and give you the best information possible but i also want to be honest with you when i don't know things and i don't have a good grasp on things because you guys deserve the truth you deserve honesty and you deserve a space where people aren't going to try to fud or fomo you into things just because it's their personal opinions but i realize there's going to be days where I fall short, where I kind of just strongly go with my opinion. People might take that a little too seriously. Uh, so bear with me. Give me grace. But thank you so much for the support. Uh, Royston Fernandez. Fernandez. I don't know why I said Fernandez. I'm so sorry, Royston. Uh, even if I'm, I'm hopefully your name's Royston. Hopefully that's not a typo there. He said, any thoughts on helium HNT? So great moment. I don't know anything about helium. Harry, do you know a lot about helium? I know you're bigger into. Yeah, um, we actually have two uh, helium miners on the way. Um, they oh, were cool. about six months backed up. Uh, but think of this as a proof of work mesh network. So basically um, take your location and altitude and you will set up a miner at this location. Just plugs into wall. It used to actually just be running off of a Raspberry Pi. If anybody's familiar with Linux or yeah, Python. And I think it was Linux, whatever that is. Um, but it's really, really cool. And it's just building this huge network of, like you said, decentralization. And you get paid in the token as you add to the network. And it, if you look on the website, it's absolutely phenomenal how much, how many people they have all across the world and how big the network is growing. Mm -hmm. So, um, but, you know, it's still in its infancy. It's going to take a lot of time. And, you know, the idea of people being able to have their own, like I said, decentralized internet of sorts that they control with their own validators is, is really, really cool. Yeah. Well, we have a couple of the super chats, but we're going to save those to the end of the show. We're going to go ahead and jump in right now as to what this show is all about. So if you have joined early and have been waiting about XRP, thank you for staying with us. We are now in on that conversation. And here I want to set it up pretty nicely for Harry and get it over to him. 
We have had major news happen this week. Now, when I say major, we knew it was coming. And what I'm talking about is the executive order coming out of the White House. We have known now for a month that it was going to come out, and it was pretty much going to be the equivalency of saying, guys, we're not going to ban crypto. We're just going to learn more about it and start to form our regulation and operate our government agencies accordingly, right? It has caused a lot of both fear and FOMO in the market because, A, as we talked about yesterday, regulation will be good for the price of Bitcoin. It's going to give certainty and a kind of a comfort zone to a lot of institutions with billions of dollars who are waiting to get in. So it will be bullish for, for the longevity of uh, what Bitcoin's price is going to do. Here's the caveat. What we also are seeing in the news right now is that there's a lot of pressure from government agencies to crack down and create restrictions and probably push more centralization on crypto than any of us actually want. So despite the price that the price, despite the point that the price of Bitcoin is going to go up and other cryptocurrencies are going to go up, what would that be good for if people are starting to get blocked out, locked out, and kept out of using their their crypto to actually create wealth and financial sovereignty? So this, this point came up, and I, we want to help you guys as much as possible. I knew Harry was coming on, so we asked you guys what you wanted to hear about. There's a thought that XRP and what it can handle actually might be the solution, might become the rescue hero for this problem. And I want to give the floor to Harry to talk more about XRP, especially to talk to any doubters out there, people who are confused, maybe haven't done a lot of research about XRP. Harry, why will XRP potentially be the solution to fight against the centralization of cryptocurrency? Yeah, so i um, super happy to finally be back and actually talk about XRP. Most of my uh, previous track record has uh, you know, been mostly NFTs and on the development side, um, because when I first started learning about XRP and Flare Network, if anybody's really um, into XRP, I was mostly interested on why people called it the banker's coin. And, you know, like if it's the banker's coin, OK, that could be a transition. That could be a key point on how we move from crypto being completely taboo to where we use this all the time. And so started diving deeper and deeper. And the more I learned about XRP, I started learning, okay, well, people say that this is centralized when in fact it's actually more decentralized than Bitcoin. And then this comes down to the argument of perspective. And, you know, I have a lot of people say one way or the other, well, just like in a bear market or a bull market, that's all perspective. Right now we're in a was most likely a bear market if you do the short-term time frame, right? But if you look mm. on the macro scale from when Bitcoin started, we've been in nothing but a bull market since the start. And that's how it was designed and why cost to flow, Plan B's model and all that could still actually be in play. But bringing it back to XRP, they said that it's, uh, because it's not proof of work, it is not as secure. Well, the validators or when you are in XRP, you don't have to do proof of work. So there's not a constant mining or anything. It's actually just a bunch of votes. And this votes are picked on by each XRP node. You have a unique node list that you pick of trusted validators. And this is where a lot of uh, shit has gone to ripple. Like, you know, oh, they, they tell you what the UNL is. Well, that's not true. They give you, when you get the code, you can use their UNL if you'd like, but you don't have to. You can choose whoever you want. So in the end, XRP is purely just trying to be a peer-to-peer -peer system of cash. And, you know, with Ripple behind it, 
it's a company or entity that is utilizing the technology of XRP to have a bridge currency and be better for overall utility. And that's the centralized aspect. But XRP in itself being the decentralized aspect can't be changed, can't be messed with. And, you know, this is kind of where I started getting more and more and more into it. And, you know, there's a lot of other projects out there that can do similar things. You know, people think like Stellar. Um, there's also new blockchains that are coming out that can do that are even faster. Like I said, there was Flow, there's Solana. Um, um, Avalanche, you know, these have similar mm -hmm. speeds, if not faster speeds, but they also have centralization that comes with it. So we have this teeter-totter seesaw of how much centralization is good or bad. Moving into these executive orders and where we're moving with crypto regulation, we have XRP currently under litigation and lawsuit of the SEC saying that they are a security and that anybody who purchased or bought XRP is under this uh, claim that they bought a security, which if you've done any research on the Howey test and gone all the way back, XRP does not fall under a security because if you fail any of these parts of the test, you're done. Um, moving into what we are now, everybody since 2015 has been trying to claim Bitcoin. Uh, the CFTC claimed Bitcoin as a commodity because they wanted to have the power to get more money. The SEC is claiming it's a security so that way they can get it, right? So they see how decentralized this is. Nobody knows who to claim it, know yeah. how to regulate it. And this is how we're getting this executive order now where a lot of people were scared that this was going to be a huge hit to us when it actually could be a really good thing because now Biden's telling people like, hey, I want you to look out like what's the idea of CBDCs and how can they move forward help us. Okay. How is this, this, and this going to work? And that's where this executive order is done. He's just kind of gone out there and told people what to do. But the XRP case versus Bitcoin and Ethereum is the most important of all, because this will set the precedence moving forward. Um, anybody who's been watching the case, uh, we were previously at XRP and Ripple, or sorry, let me, Ripple is claiming that they did not have fair notice for being claimed as security. Thus, they shouldn't be charged with all these um, things that the SEC is claiming. Well, the SEC has just now 180 their uh, defense against Hinman, who was the former guy who said that he thought his own personal opinion was X or ether was a, not a security. And that's kind of what they were playing on. And now we're in this part where this could take another couple of months. And in the end, I think this is just a big narrative to give the government time to figure out what to do. And it could be a ruse. It could be anything, but the point is the governments don't know how to control stuff. They did the, the crypto and decentralization. And this is what we're seeing now over in Russia. And, you know, I see some people don't like, XRP, their Bitcoin max list. Well, whatever the case is, I like to just think of us we're on the same team of crypto and yeah. being decentralized. Right now, Russia and Ukraine are in conflict and we're sanctioning Russia, basically saying you can't have this, you can't do that. Everybody's agreeing to it. Well, if you've looked over the past five days, Monero is up. That's a privacy coin. Zcash is up. That's a privacy coin. And then Bitcoin was up and transaction volume was higher on the mm -hmm. European side of the world. So with all of this going on, you know, the decentralization is showing that it can bypass sanctions, that it can work. And now this is where Biden has that this could be a national security threat. Mm -hmm. So whether XRP is the solution that actually can fix this, crypto in general and blockchain technology is the real solution. And, you know, I, I know a lot of people don't like XRP. I know a lot of people do. Um, you know, so somebody great to follow this would be attorney Jeremy Hogan, as well as John Deaton. And I know, uh, Tim, you're saying that uh, maybe potentially have Deaton on the show. So yeah, that's something I, we definitely want to have Deaton come on. You know, one of the things I, even yeah. leading 
leading uh, the conversation, you know, something that I was, I used to have this opinion and I was corrected and actually shown that's, that's actually very false. I used to call this the banker's coin. I used to say, this seems to be like the banker's best friend. It actually allows the banks to keep power until I was able to talk to Matt Hamilton over, you know, he works Ripple, but he was explaining to me, no, you don't understand. Actually, what XRP allows to happen in the banking world is there's not just centralized banks. Like that's what we know about. We know about the JP Morgans, the Black Rocks, all these other large central banks of governments. He said what XRP actually does is make it a level playing field for the smaller banks to actually compete. The banks that actually are trying to help people and be fair to people and allow people to exchange and make, you exactly. know, to take their loans and get things for their family, their lifestyles, they can't compete with the central banks because the central banks, due to the centralization of it, push out all these small communities. Whereas XRP, if we're going to call it a banker's coin, we should call it the small banker's coin because it actually allows for decentralization of banking and allows for people to exchange their money in a more fair and appropriate way. What are your thoughts about that uh, accusation and, and slash what even your thoughts are continuing that? No, no. I, I mean, I think that's 100%. You know, when it comes to being a banker's coin, it it gets that name because a lot of people, I think, misunderstand the idea of a payment and settlement. Yeah. So when you go to a grocery store and I pay with my credit card for, let's say, some Coke Zero, and I pay, all of a sudden I get to leave with a receipt that says I paid a dollar for, well, like $5 now with inflation for a Coke. And as I leave the store, I'm done. I paid. We're good. Right. Well, that's not the end of the road when it comes to what happens with the money you paid with my visa card. Well, now my visa is going to call the bank. They're going to say, Hey, you owe me this much money. They're going to message them and they're going to get it back. That's the overall settlement. So with XRP, you can now have settlement of multiple different fiat currencies or multiple cryptos over tons of different corridors. And due to its low cost, cheap energy, all everything overall, it can start banking the unbanked, similar to things like what Cardano is trying to do in Africa. Right. Um, so, you know, like it, there's just so much that can be done with this. And a lot of, I just think it's really misunderstood on what it can, what it can do. And I said that my goal is to try and educate whether you do or don't like it. I'm, I'm here for the, the tech and the expanding of our whole industry as a whole. And I, you know, I just, I, I hope somebody takes this XRP and it, it makes it better, right? They're, this will not be the all end all. It's just looking like the best option we have right yeah. now. Well, I know in talking with you here, as we were discussing what we're going to do on the show, uh, obviously you and I are both, we, we, we like XRP. We, we love it. But you, you talk about how you like to show both sides of the coins. So for anyone in chat who is trying to learn and grow their education on what XRP is, you just laid out a really nice bullish case for it and why it's actually really helpful. It is decentralized despite popular thought. What are some of the credible arguments slash accusations you've heard against XRP? And are they, are they accurate? Do they have no rebuttals or are there actual good rebuttals to those accusations? Um, some of them do have uh, good rebuttals. Most of them come down to whether or not the tech can or can't do what it says. Uh, some of them are down to like, has the network halted? There's been a couple instances where it has stopped, but the fact of stopping versus like a 51% attack on Bitcoin or other proof of works where it can completely rewrite the network, that's something that can occur with XRP or these other type of, this type of consensus. Um, algorithm. So, you know, it's one of those other perks. Uh, the 
the negative stories on it is that, you know, yes, there are other coins. You could literally copy XRP's code and make it again. Um, and my counter argument to that is, well, the, the corridors and all of the connections and networks set up across the world are what make XRP different from, say, like XLM. XLM having the next biggest level of corridors compared to XRP with a similar token standard. Yeah. However, you know, like I said, there's so many different banks and different uh, companies that work with XRP and Ripple as a fact, you know, like MoneyGram used to be one of their bigger partners that everyone knew about. But I mean, from World Bank of Canada, there's Santander, there's SBI Holdings, Bank of America. And then, you know, overall, there's all these new uh, Asian corridors growing and everybody else doesn't think XRP is a security. It's only the U.S. And that yeah. leads me back to the idea that the reason why I think the SEC and all this is doing it is because, you know, we the U.S. has all these agencies and the SEC is actually the most underfunded of all of the agencies, whether you're talking about the CFTC, the Commodities and Futures Trading Commission, whether you have FinCEN, um, the OCC, which is for banks, FinCEN is for money laundering, um, you know, all of these different government agencies, they all want a piece of this crypto pie. So, like I said, we had Hinman for the SEC back in the day saying he didn't think it was a security. Then we got CFTC 2015. They said, oh, it's a Bitcoin's a commodity. Everybody's going to try to get their piece of the pie. So with this executive order, I think Biden's sending it out to everybody and we're going to somebody's going to have to pitch their bid. And I just don't think the narrative's over. Um, you know, if we find out they start saying a bunch of stuff that Ukraine and Russia are using Bitcoin to do all this, they, mm. the whole narrative could change on a dime, but in the end, decentralization will win, you know, the government's having power they're they're, they're slowly losing it. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, what I would also ask Harry is, so explain the, the concept of even what we were talking about, how could ripple, cause this is XRP is the token is the, is the project on it, but the company ripple, how could even the investment in ripple, how could ripple help circumvent some of the centralization that potentially looks like it's on the forecast. Again, like we saw with Coinbase, Coinbase was one of the larger exchanges that went ahead and blocked, uh, I think the number was 25,000 uh, different wallets in Russia. We know other exchanges are doing that as well. They're kind of bending to the power of government pressure, centralized pressure. And of course, Coinbase and exchanges, they are centralized exchanges. Uh, they never claim to be de decentralized exchanges. The problem, however, though, is that scares a lot of people about putting their money into those exchanges. And now the question is, okay, what money could I put what exchange could I use for my money to make sure I'm safe so I can continuously buy and use it? Because what good is it to have a fat stack of Bitcoin or Ethereum if all of my ways of actually using it have been blocked, my accounts been blocked? How could Ripple and XRP help solve for that? Well, um, in this case, you know, Ripple being the centralized unit um, this is going back to the UNLs or the unique node list. As if you're running the XRP ledger and you are transacting on it and you want to validate these, you are basically saying that, you know, you are agreeing that you will place a vote and everybody can vote that are these the right transactions and this is kind of how we differ from other consensus algorithms well in this case if everybody chose to not use unls for people who are transacting in russia technically they could but this would have to be a group authority not a ripple in a sense i don't i would have to look i am not sure i don't believe ripple can just straight up ban wallet addresses mm -hmm. but then in that case you could just make new ones if that was the case right so I don't think that would be an issue in any way. But I think the the main part is if it would have to be a group effort versus people like 
Coinbase, they're just banning the addresses from being used on their platform. Russia still has the option to do other Bitcoin addresses, right? And I think this is why we've had, this is just my speculation, why we've had such an increase in all the privacy coins is, mm-hmm. you know, Russia was number 11 in hash rate as of, you know, a couple of weeks ago for Bitcoin. So that's how much Bitcoin is in Russia. You know, roughly there's going to be some kind of a dilution rate or inflation rate at some sort. But in the end, there's a lot of Bitcoin in Russia. And then all of a sudden we haven't, we've seen some unprecedented rise in privacy coins where technical analysis doesn't quite back it. There wasn't anything weird. There was just a huge influx of volume, which is what we don't have on the Bitcoin side. We have, you know, the history's lowest amount of volume for crypto trading. So, um, you know, I don't think there's anything that can be done as far as that on XRP, but if anybody else, you know, this would be a great question for like, uh, Matt Hamilton or them, the way more tech side on XRP. Uh, but I don't believe there is anything that can be done on that side. And then said, this is just Coinbase and them being the centralized ones. Yeah. Not actual blockchain. Right. Gotcha. Well, you know, it, is there anything else that you like to say? Or, or are you ready to go to some super chats and maybe even some chat in your know, regular chat to ask more about XRP? Or is there anything else that you want to cover with XRP? I mean, I guess the just the last thing to go over is, you know, as we're moving forward, um, I know I've seen some things in the chat between like uh, from Cardano all the way to Hex, all the way to XRP is trash. You know, like, yeah. hey, bring <laughs> the comments. You know, the yeah. fact that you're engaging is wonderful. You're at least here and listening. So. And the last thing yeah. I'll say is, um, as we're moving forward with the industry, you know, everybody needs to remember that our world as a whole, the green narrative and efficiency is is something that is going to be important, whether you like it or not. Because I know a lot of people, especially here in Texas, they could care less. But, you know, it's something right. I'm trying to do. You know, like I try to recycle more, try to be better for the environment. But one of the main things is as these blockchains grow is there and industries grow is they need to also do that. So one, you know, like one of the main things I've been trying to do as like on a, a local front is trying to in the community, do anything I can to help educate. So, you know, here there's a local representative that I'm help advising on just what is crypto and, and teaching them. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'll also be going to the CC forum. The next one is in Bahrain and this will be for just sustainable development. And this is just for uh, really hitting these ESGs, which are the environmental, social and corporate um, government standards that the UN, the world, and everything is trying to move forward with all of these industries. So, yeah. you know, with these Bitcoin, I know Cardano is one of the main fronts on doing this, but overall, the CO2 emission of all these blockchains and everything is much, much lower than like just a dryer, right? A dryer yeah. uses more energy oh, than man. Bitcoin overall. So, you know, like these <laughs> are going to play a huge part and the blockchains that haven't really done anything to try and make a move, there's going to be the ones left in the dust, but all the ones that are trying, you know, there's, it's going to be huge. So I'm really looking forward. And I think about two weeks I'll be in the middle East talking about crypto and stuff and how it's sustainable. So looking forward to that. And just, you know, whether you like XRP or don't just always remember, keep learning and have fun. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, in case you guys are wondering what he was just talking about there, we actually made a whole video. We made a series about why Bitcoin. If you guys haven't seen it, go watch it. But there's an episode. Uh, what's the exact title? Smay? It's like why Bitcoin is uh, what environmentally is like why Bitcoin is more environmentally friendly than you might think. It's something like that. Yeah. Something along those lines. Uh, we're about to jump into super chats. But while you guys are here, uh, ask questions. If you want to put a super chat or just normal chat, Taylor and Ted, keep an eye out for good questions for Harry as it goes out. But before I get to my super chats and some questions, uh, Smay has a message for everybody. All right, guys. I have something important to say. What are you doing April 6th through the 9th? 
Nothing. That's what I thought. And you know what you could be doing? You could be going to, oh, I'm going to play it. You could be going to Bitcoin 2022 because guess who else is going to be going there? I'm going to be going there. Tim's going to be going there. Jeb's going to be going there. Harry, are you going to Bitcoin 2022? I am indeed. Yeah. Actually, there'll be four of us from my side. That's right. All right. So if you want to meet him, you want to meet us. Oh my gosh! And then next thing you know, you got speakers. You got you got people. The likes of Michael Saylor, Jordan Peterson, Kathy Wood, uh, Andrew Yang. Oh my gosh, Jack Mallish. There's so many cool guys there that you get to hear and listen from. And also, there's a really cool music festival with Logic and Steve Aoki and all these great musical artists at the end of the the event. So guys, listen to me. Listen to me. Listen to me. Stop what you're doing. If you do not have something planned on the 6th, April 6th through the 9th, and you want to use our 10% uh, discount code here, uh, Moon2022, go. Come on. Come on. I want to see you there. I want to see you there. There you go. That's Come all on. I have to say. Let's jump into some super chats. And some of these some of these are just for fun. Some of these are actual questions with TA and stuff. But we're going to go through all of them. Cameron, who's now been a Jedi Padawan for three months, said, hit the like button. I love this channel and community. Highly recommend CD2A. And to help educate, I have gained from it. The, oh, the education I have gained from it is awesome. Also, Tim, can you give that wee statue a shake beside you? Yeah, those, this is Dwight from The Office. I uh, I have not met a bigger Office fan than myself. If you guys see my my, my my personal office, not on my set. I have a theme of nothing but Virginia Tech and office quotes and uh, paraphernalia in there. Uh, yep, that's that's this white right there. He is my compadre. But Cameron, thank you so much for the the chat. Uh, we got Mike Markle saying, "Tim, what's the point of all them muscles if you don't have a couple sleeves? All that space for ink. Great job this week, brother. I appreciate you. You know, Mike, it's actually funny. I sleeves are expensive. I wouldn't mind having a sleeve. My mom would hate that. You know, I grew up very much so in a house." Where, you know, I don't think she would disown me necessarily, but she uh, she would not like the ink. But I'm considering it. I just need some. Uh, I mean, I only have one tattoo. Just one. Just one. You know, it's, but I mean, uh, yeah, I was going to ask you, but that, that, I just know that I need to. I, at the moment, I'm worried about investing in crypto. I think that'll get me better uh, uh, profits than a sleeve at the moment. But it is something down the road I would love to do. Uh, but uh, we have another one here from Tim Zool saying thoughts on veracity. I, th- I think that's veracity and quick TA. We're not gonna be able to do TA on that, Tim. But uh, Harry, do you know anything about veracity? That's not one on my list. I'm yeah, sorry about yeah that. it's definitely not on my list. And my list is not that broad. You know, I, I definitely is expanding almost every week, but has not expanded that level. I'm sorry, Tim. Siobhan Goley just wanted to give 20. I don't I don't know what currency that is, but thank you so much, Siobhan Goal. I said Goley. Oh, Golay, 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 golay. All right, Simple Man six nine nine said, "Hi guys, should we be worried that ADA is nearly out of the top ten crypto list? Currently eighth. Best regards from Simple Man six nine nine. You know, I don't think so. And 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 there's a lot of tokens that are coming up. There's a lot of things that are going up right now. Obviously, Cardano right now is in a season of you know. If there is a project that I was going to say, no, that's a bear market. It would be Cardano. Uh, Cardano is down, I believe, at one point, if it's not right now, over 80%. I could look at that, that chart on that real quick just to get that fact. Let me get my Cardano right now. Since we had our peak back over here in September, so it's been many, many, many a month, uh, we are down right now from our all-time high. Uh, yeah, 74%. That lower wick that we had reaching 75%. So not quite 80. But yeah, that that I would call that a fair bear market right there for Cardano. And that's why. That's why it's down there. But that's crazy that the project is down 75% and yet it's still in the top 10. To me, that is the 
you know, if we, if it had been on a rally recently and it's still right there, then we might have a different conversation. But I'm not that worried, uh, Cardano, at this point. Let's stay posted on that. Obviously, a lot of stuff happening with Cardano. Uh, but yeah, you can go off my chart now, Smay. Uh, I think that was it on Super Chats, unless something popped up while I was there. Siobhan Golay did give a chat saying, so is XRP a good investment for the long term? Uh, you know, I, I believe it is, but Harry, what are your thoughts? I think it is. You know, um, when it, when, if you just take historic price action and where we're going and just take everybody's psychology of this, everyone's waiting for this lawsuit to end. Let's say we head towards August, right? Well, what's going to happen when trading volume is now open back up in the U.S.? You know, there will be some sort of influx. Now, the problem is a lot of people won't sell and it'll go up to these awesome prices and then it's going to come right back down to where they bought it at. And then they sell at a loss later. Right. So I this is where I always say, you know, have your investment strategy ready, have your your exit strategy ready and know your whole plan. You know, before I even open Bybit, I have a whole plan ready. So, you know, like just stick to that. And that's what I think is the good investment. You know, if it's trying to make money overnight, maybe not then. Mm. Yeah, well, as far as Super Chats are, it looks like we're up. Uh, what we're going to do is we're going to close out here in just a second. In case anyone was wondering, so tomorrow we do award the winner of the HODL trophy. With Jeb being out, he did not enter this week. But Bitcoin is being interesting now. You know, I would it's safely within my win at this moment. You know, being back down below 40,000, I, I had a prediction of 40,100. Uh, I believe, even though I don't know the exact number, uh, Kelly's was 43,000, which yesterday would have put him where the price was going slash where it was sitting. Uh, it looked like he potentially could have squeaked out a good win with the price staying above 41,500. But as it stands right now, if it were to end today, I would win. Let's see what happens in the price here over the next 24 hours. Again, right now we're sitting, you know, we, we, we've come back up. If I go down to the four hour chart, uh, you know, the price is in a short little, not a massive rally, but it, it, we have a green candle on the four-hourly chart. We are fighting. We had a wick get even as high as 40,000 again right here in the last four hours. Let's see what happens. Uh, let's see what happens over the next couple of hours, next 24 hours. Bitcoin is in a spot, as I said earlier. It really isn't a buy or sell zone. So I wish I could give you a certainty and say, guys, what's going to happen is the price is going to come down. It's going to touch 37,000. It's going to rally up to 44. It's going to get rejected. I, I wish I could say that. We don't know. But what we do know is right now the safe zone to watch the price back bounce between is this ascending level of support in the ascending triangle and then that flat level resistance around 44,000. Keep your eyes on those two zones. Uh, but where it stands right now, if the Hoddle Trophy game were to end, I would be the winner. I know, Smith, you have a thought. You yeah, well, I was, gonna, I was just going to ask, what, how far down does it have to go to for it to meet yeah, one? No, we need, a, we need the Bears to take a lot of control. You have a, you had a prediction of 33000 which means between you and me, the price in the middle right there is 36000 and fifty dollars. Oh, think. So perfect. So it needs to drop below thirty-six thousand and fifty dollars for Smay to well, win. You and guys know what to do. You know, it, it, you know, we need to drop, you know, three thousand, but uh, a little more than three thousand. But it's it's definitely possible. Likely, I don't think so. Again, we have that ascending level of support. We had the flat level of support stop uh, separating us between those. But anything is possible with Bitcoin. Again, there's, a, there's this zone I talk about right here, but there's also the longer time frame uh, trading channel of between 35000 and 45000 So let's keep an eye on what's happening in the next 24 hours. We will be back tomorrow. We have an afternoon video coming out today about those CPI numbers that we addressed. And I know a lot of you are interested in that. So stay tuned. That should be coming out tonight at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. But before I close out, I do want Harry to be able to, to tell you guys not only where can you go find him, because I know he's on YouTube, he's on Twitter, but also, while we talk about XRP today, what are some of your other core interests, Harry, that people could learn a whole lot more about by following you? 
Yeah, no, thank you guys so much. I really appreciate uh, the invite here. Like I said, I'm more than happy to come out anytime. Um, XRP was always one of my uh, main go-tos. I guess that's kind of how a lot of people found me. Um, But most uh, now, uh, besides trading, when I am on Twitch, I am mostly now working on, it's an NFT MMORPG called Dash League, um, as well as we're building out a full e-sports gaming league with uh, ESTN. Um, So if you did want to claim a free vault box, which is your chance to just, you know, get access without having to do anything we're going to be hosting concerts and big uh video game events um and, and tons more so be sure to check that out i put my link tree in there which has everything um from uh, a new office that we're building in the metaverse called tron tower i mean it's so so many different things i also have a youtube twitter uh, i'll be speaking in the middle east as well as <laughs> coachella london there's a lot of different things that i'll be at so if you're interested and want to follow see the crazy things i'm doing please hang out and i said i'll be able to hop in on a zoom call anytime to help you guys out yeah no just you guys know i i'm loving having harry on the channel X- Expect a lot more, again, probably at least once a month in the future. If you guys love that, hit that like button. Right now we have 1,500 people watching, only 520 likes. I think, even though we're about to wrap out the stream, I think we can get to at least 700, if not 750 likes before the end. Smash that like button. If you enjoyed this stream, consider hitting subscribe, hitting that bell to be notified, and even that join button. Just explore it for a second because what we're building here is bigger than one person. It's bigger than Jeb, it's bigger than Tim, bigger than Smay, Kelly, Harry. It is a community of people seeking to educate themselves. And that's what this show was all about today, is that ultimately a lot of you have negative thoughts about XRP, a lot of you love XRP. One way or the other, continue to educate yourself on these markets. Continue to do that so that you can make informed opinions. But unfortunately, and I've been in this chat before, just listening to someone else's negative or positive thoughts on a project and then just copying them for themselves with no research to back it up, no facts or information, kind of makes yourself look a little bit like a fool. So why why are we saying continue to educate yourself? Because I don't want to look like a fool. I don't want any of you guys to look like a fool. I want you guys to be so educated that when you come into debates, healthy, respectable debates, you have the numbers, the reasons, the factors, and then it's not only for debates, it's so that you invest and trade in a proper and beneficial, profitable way so that you continue to create that financial sovereignty that all of us are looking for. Again, I've said this the last couple of days, do not fall into the trap of turning allies into your enemy. The enemy right now are centralized banking systems, people that want to control and steal from you day in and day out. So whether you like XRP, whether you like Cardano, whether you like Bitcoin, or whether you hate them, and you want to see a different coin come in space, understand that these coins should not have to be enemies of each other, but rather should work together in the furthering of the decentralization of currency. If that's something you love, join this channel, subscribe, be a part of our community. Guys, that's all I have for you Kelly today. Kelly and I will be talking on it tonight as well. And the Twitter oh, yeah, space. there's a Twitter Sorry, space tonight. To, yes. To, me and Kelly are doing the Twitter space tonight. So if you guys want to talk more on this, we have a bunch of great guests. And then also check mine or Kelly's Twitter. We're doing a giveaway for anybody who wants to come by. 75 bucks. All you got to do is follow. I'm giving it away to two people. Come on. Come on. Join tonight, guys. That's all we have for you today. I will see you guys this afternoon in our other videos and then tomorrow for the last stream of the week. Jeb should be back Monday. You know, again, uh, he is gone this week. He has a much-needed vacation for his honeymoon, but he will be back next week. Look forward to seeing him. Look forward to seeing you guys each and every morning, 9.30 to 10.30. But with that being said, guys, have a great day. Peace. listening to the coffee and crypto podcast tune in every day at 9 30 a.m eastern to watch live on youtube follow us on our social media accounts at crypto jeb and lastly we want to thank you for supporting us here at mcfee media